0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Pastor Eli James here. This is Eurofolk Radio, and this is Genesis to Revelation, August 13, 2022. And wow, we're in, from what I'm hearing, uh, Dan, uh, the, the people who are dying from COVID are the vaccinated. Yes, there's no doubt it's the vaccinated. And in England, they're trying to stigmatize the unvaccinated by forcing them to wear face masks, just like the Nazis forced the Jews to wear yellow armbands, right? (laughs) That's what they're going to do to us, folks. But we will resist that. Okay. But fortunately, here at Eurofolk Radio we have freedom of speech, and people can say anything they want within reason, right? No foul language, please. And uh, But you can express your opinion about anything, and we'll discuss it, right? Isn't that the way it's supposed to work, Dan?
1: That's how it should work.
0: Yeah, yeah, freedom of speech, First Amendment. Mm-hmm. And then if, you don't, if I don't like what you're saying, I'll use the Second Amendment on you, all right? Okay. <laughs> so we always have a remedy you know, for, for people who are unreasonable, like uh, the international Jew. Okay, so we're going to be continuing with 1 Samuel. I think we went up to chapter 17 last week. But uh, we have a a special uh, item here that we want to discuss first because Doeg the Edomite was a principal uh, enemy of David. But Saul, who was then the king of the house of Israel, made Doeg his ally and actually used him to murder people, which is, wow, I mean, how bad is that, right? It's it's like uh, using, let's say, put it this way. Uh, If Donald Trump hired the Mossad to off somebody, that's what Saul did. That's what Saul Mm -hmm. did. So we'll get into that as we read, but uh, have
1: you got that article up? I do.
0: Yeah, so let's go into that because it's important stuff. All right, over to you.
1: I was going to say, yeah, uh, Saul was a nutcase anyway. But... Yeah, <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, and so is so is Donald Trump,
1: right? Yeah,
0: <laughs> and now we have an even bigger nutcase in the White oh, House.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah, can't right. even form a complete sentence.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, uh, well, you know, he he's programmed. He might be a robot for all I know, but yeah, he's definitely not a uh, a, a versatile human being. Okay, so this article is entitled, "Who Was Doeg? The Edomite, over to you.
1: Okay. Doeg the Edomite is first mentioned in 1 Samuel chapter 21, verse 7, and described as a servant of King Saul. Doeg is called Saul's chief shepherd, which probably means he was in charge of all the servants tending Saul's animals. Doeg was an Edomite, not a Hebrew. Israel had been at war with Edom, so Doeg may have entered Saul's service as either a captive or a traitor to his people. 1 Samuel chapter fourteen verse forty-seven. Doeg was an evil man. Although he pretended to serve Israel, he only served himself.
0: Ah, wait a minute, wait a minute. Very important here. It's just like the typical Jew pretending to serve us, right? Because uh, mm-hmm. the prophecy is that the Edomites would be servants to the house of Israel, the house of Jacob, until until the day comes when the tables would be turned and we, House of Jacob, would serve the Edomites. And, of course, that happened at the Battle of Waterloo when the Edomite Jews, otherwise known as the Rothschilds, uh, took over the world economy, and we've been serving them ever since, okay? So these prophecies in the Bible are very, very important. But uh, this whole business of the elder shall serve the younger, that is, the Edomites would serve the... uh, israelites has been true throughout history until that point back to you one day
1: while david was running from saul he stopped to seek assistance at the tabernacle in nob and it so happened that doeg was also at the tabernacle that day detained before the lord first samuel chapter 21 verse 7 it could be that doeg was at the tabernacle because it was the sabbath day and he could travel no further without breaking the law or it could be that he was there to offer a sacrifice to complete a vow or to be ceremonially cleansed. Regardless of why Doag was there, there was a fateful encounter with David. At the tabernacle, the priest Ahimelech gave David and his men some consecrated bread from the table of showbread, 1 Samuel chapter 21 verse 6. And Goliath's sword, verses 8 and 9, Doeg witnessed all this and later told Saul of David's whereabouts. I saw the son of Jesse come to Ahimelech, son of Ahitub at Nob. Ahimelech inquired of the Lord for him. He also gave him provisions and the sword of Goliath, the the Philistine. 1 Samuel 22, verses 9 and 10. By sharing this information while Saul was in a petulant mood, Doeg placed all the Lord's priests in peril. Mm. King Saul summoned Ahimelech and his family And when they stood before the king Charged them with treason Then the king ordered the guards at his side Turn and kill the priests of the Lord Because they too have sided with David They knew he was fleeing Yet they did not tell me Verse 17 Saul's Israelite guards refused to murder God's anointed priests so the king turned to Doeg the Edomite and told him to kill them. The wicked Doeg may have seen this as an opportunity to ingratiate himself with the king. So he murdered 85 priests. Wow! But he did not stop there. Doeg continued the slaughter by wiping out the entire population of Nob, the city where David had sought help. He also put the sword to the sword Nob, the town of the priests with its men and women, its children and infants, and its cattle, donkeys, and sheep. 1 Samuel chapter 22, verse 19. One priest, a son of Ahimelech, escaped and ran to join David's band of men. He told David what had happened. Sorrowful, David replied, That day, when Doeg the Edomite was there, I knew he would be sure to tell Saul. I am responsible for the death of your whole family. Stay with me. Don't be afraid. The man who wants to kill you is trying to kill me too. You will be safe with me. Okay. Here, this is
0: or the consequence.
1: Samuel, yes. Sorry. Uh,
0: this is the consequence of the failure of the Israelites to exterminate the Canaanites <clears throat> and Edomites, of course. Yep. Right. This is what happens when you allow the parasites to live. <laughs> okay.
1: And, and Yahweh told him to destroy all of them. So That's right. Them yeah,
0: or drive them out to where they could never be found. And uh, we failed to do that. And Saul here you know, is using an Edomite to try to kill David. And he's, he's killed 85 priests of Israel in this episode. Wow.
1: Double wow. Okay. Back to you. Yep. <clears throat> Doeg the Edomite was a self-seeking, bloodthirsty man and an enemy of God. After the incident at Nob, David wrote Psalm 52. Why do you boast of evil, you mighty hero? Why do you boast all day long, you who are a disgrace in the eyes of God? You love evil rather than good, falsehood rather than speaking the truth. Psalm chapter 52, verses one and three. Destruction is promised for the doings of this world. Surely God will bring you down to everlasting ruin. He will uproot you from the land of the living. Verse 5. In contrast, the man who follows the Lord has hope for the future. But I'm like an olive tree flourishing in the house of God. I trust in God's unfailing love forever and ever. Verse 8. Okay. And that's so, the end of the article. Yeah.
0: So that's a. Yeah, this is the instance of the Edomites getting revenge against Jacob Israel. Okay. And I think the author is correct in suggesting that he was trying to curry fa- He Obviously, he was currying favor with Saul, okay? And uh, I don't know if it occurred to Doeg to to impersonate Israelites and pretend to be an Israelite. It's obvious that Saul knew he was an Edomite, so there's no way Doeg could do that, all right? So the revenge of the Edomites began to occur a hundred years before the, the the day that Christ walked the earth when they started assassinating the house of Judah under Antipater and Herod, and then they began pretending to be Jacob Israel. That's that's when the impersonation of Israel began, okay? <clears throat> All right, so let's get back into First uh, Samuel.
1: And we are on chapter 17. In fact, this is where uh, David and Goliath. 1 Samuel 17, verse 1. Now the Philistines gathered together their armies to battle, and were gathered together at Shok- Shoko, which belonged to Judah, and pitched between Shoko and Azekah Ezek- in Ephesdamon. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together, and pitched by the valley of Elah, and set the battle in array against the Philistines. And the Philistines stood on a mountain on the one side, and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side, and there was a valley between them. And there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. <clears throat> and he had a helmet of brass upon his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail. And the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of brass. And he had greaves of brass upon his legs and a target of brass between his shoulders. And the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his spear's head weighed 600 shekels of iron, and one bearing a shield went before him. And he stood and cried unto the armies of Israel, and said unto them, Why are you come out to set your battle in array? Am I not a Philistine, and you (laughs) servants to Saul? Choose Uh, a man for you, and let him come down to me. If ye be able to fight with me and to kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then shall ye be our servants and serve us. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard those words of the Philistines, of, of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now David was the son of that Ephrathite of Bethlehem Judah, whose name was Jesse, and he had eight sons. And the man went among men for an old man in the days of Saul. And the three eldest sons of Jesse went and followed Saul to the battle. And the names of his three sons that went to the battle were Eliab the firstborn, and next unto him Abinadab, and the third Shammah. And David was the youngest, and the three eldest followed Saul. But David went and returned from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. And the Philistine drew near morning and evening, and presented presented himself forty days. And Jesse said unto David his son, Take now for thy brethren an ephah of this parched corn, and these ten loaves, and run to the camp to thy brethren. And carry these ten cheeses unto the captain of their thousand, and look how thy brethren fare, and take their pledge. Now Saul and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah, fighting with the Philistines. And David rose up early in the morning and left the sheep with the keeper, and took and went, as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the trench, as the host was going forth to the fight, and shouted for the battle. For Israel and the Philistines had put the battle in array, army against army. And David left his carriage in the hand of the keeper of the carriage and ran into the army and came and saluted his brethren. And as he talked with them, behold, there came up the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, out of the armies of the Philistines, and spake according to the same words, and David heard them. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were sore afraid. And the men of Israel said, "'Have you seen this man that is come up? Surely to defy Israel is he come up. And it shall be that the man who kills him, the king, will enrich him with great riches, and will give him his daughter, and make his father's house free in Israel.' And David spake to the men that stood by him, saying, "'What shall be done unto the man that kills this Philistine?' and takes away the reproach from Israel. For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Amen. (laughs) All right. And the people answered him after this manner, saying, So shall it be done to the man that kills him. And Eliab, his eldest brother, heard when he spake unto the men. And Eliab's anger was kindled against David. And he said, Why camest thou, thou down hither? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know thy pride and the naughtiness of thine heart, for thou art come down that thou mightest see the battle. And David said, What have I now done? Is there not a a cause? And he turned from him toward another and spake after the same manner. And the people answered him again after the former manner. And when the words were heard which David spoke, they rehearsed them before Saul. And he sent for him. And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he is a man of war from his youth. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear, and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. David said, Moreover, Yahweh that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, He will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Go, and Yahweh be with thee. And Saul armed David with his armor, and he put a helmet of brass upon his head. Also he armed him with a coat of mail. And David girded his sword upon his armor, and he assayed to go, for he had not proved it. And David said unto Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not proved them. And David put them off him. And he took his staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag, which he had, even in a scrip. And his sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine.
0: Oh, by the way, uh, that verse 38 proves that uh, chain mail was already in existence in those days. Okay, and the Israelites had it, but I'm sure... Uh, something like that. They couldn't uh, make a coat of mail for every soldier. So apparently it's just <clears throat> for the king and his entourage, maybe. Okay, back to you. Verse
1: 41. <clears throat> and the Philistine came on and drew near unto David, and the man that bare the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth, and ruddy, and of a fair countenance.
0: What is that? Ruddy and fair? Ruddy,
1: that means ability to blush, right? There you go. show blood in the face. And
0: and fair means he had white skin.
1: White skin, very fair skin.
0: That's right. Yeah, here's the the definition of Yahfeh. It's only slightly different from Yahweh. Yahfeh, okay. Beautiful, literally, beautiful, beauty, comely, fair, goodly, pleasant well. So the word fair, if you look it up in any older dictionary, it will say of light complexion, white skin. Back to you. Verse
1: 43. And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog that thou comest to me with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I'll give your flesh unto the fowls of the air, and to the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword, and with a spear, and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of Yahweh of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will Yahweh deliver thee into my hand, and I will smite thee, and take thine head from thee. And I will give the carcass (laughs) of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air, and to the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that Yahweh saves not with sword and spear, for the battle is Yahweh's, and he will give you into our hands. And it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David, that David hasted and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand in his bag and took thence a stone and slang it and smote the Philistine in his forehead that the stone sunk into his forehead and he fell upon his face to the earth so david prevailed over the philistine with a sling and with a stone and smote the philistine and slew him but there was no sword in the hand of david therefore david ran and stood upon the philistine and took his sword and drew it out of the sheath thereof and slew him and cut off his head therewith and when the philistine saw their champion was dead they fled And the men of Israel and of Judah arose and shouted and pursued the Philistines until thou came to the valley and to the gates of Ekron. And the wounded of the Philistines fell down by the way to Sharim, even unto Gath and unto Ekron.
0: Okay. Gath Gath is that tribe of giants.
1: And the children of Israel returned from chasing after the Philistines, and they spoiled their tents. And David took the head of the Philistine and brought it to Jerusalem, but he put his armor in his tent. And when Saul saw David go forth against the Philistine, he said unto Abner, the captain of the host Abner, whose son is this youth? And Abner said, as thy soul lives, O king, I cannot tell. And the king said, inquire thou whose son the stripling is. And as David returned from the slaughter of the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul with the head of the Philistine in his hand. And Saul said to him, Whose son art thou, thou young man? And David answered, I am the son of thy servant Jesse, the Bethlehemite. Okay. So both David,
0: yeah, both David and Jesus were born in Bethlehem. Very important. Not just symbology
1: mm-hmm. here, right? <laughs> okay. There was another verse that... Um, previously and I, I meant to comment on it but uh, how Goliath haunted them for 40 days.
0: Oh right yeah so he's just he was just making David angry <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep All right chapter 18 and it came to pass when he had made an end of speaking unto Saul that the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. And Saul took him that day and would let him go no more home to his father's house. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that was upon him and gave it to David and his garments, even to his sword and to his bow and to his girdle. And David went out whithersoever Saul sent him and behaved himself wisely. And Saul set him over the men of war. And he was accepted in the sight of all the people and also in the sight of Saul's servants. And it came to pass as they came when David was returned from the slaughter of the Philistine that the women came out of all the cities of Israel singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tabrets, with joy, and with instruments of music. And the women answered one another as they played and said, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. And Saul was very wroth, and the saying displeased him. Very jealous. Jealousy. Yeah.
0: Man, the king is jealous. (laughs) That that shouldn't happen. How petty. But that's what happened. Okay.
1: And he said, they have ascribed unto David ten thousands, and to me they have ascribed but thousands. (laughs) What can he have more but the kingdom? Uh And Saul eyed David from that day and forward. And it came to pass on the morrow that the evil spirit from God came upon Saul, and he prophesied in the midst of the house. And David played with his hand as at other times, and there was a javelin in Saul's hand. And Saul cast the javelin, for he said, I will smite David even to the wall with it.
0: And this is, and after, David avoided. And oh, this is after he saved the kingdom by smiting the yeah. Goliath, right? Thanks thanks a bunch, Saul. Thanks a bunch.
1: Yeah. Well, we said he's a nutcase, isn't Right. right. Yeah. But, Maybe, you know, this is what our people wanted. They wanted a man king. They didn't want Yahweh to be their king. There you they go. This man king. Yep. And um, he was so jealous he wanted to kill David. And he never let up either. He went after David oh, yeah. relentlessly to kill him. Yeah. Right. Verse 12 And Saul was afraid of David, because Yahweh was with him, and was departed from Saul. Therefore, Saul removed him from him, and made him captain over a thousand. And he went out and came in before the people. And David behaved himself wisely in all his ways, and Yahweh was with him. Wherefore, when Saul saw that he behaved himself very wisely, he was afraid of him. But all Israel and Judah loved David because he went out and came in before them.
0: Yeah. And so so they like, knew him. They, they, they see David's face, but Saul
1: was hiding in his chamber. Mm-hmm. And Saul said to David, Behold, my elder daughter Merab, her will I give thee to wife. Only be thou valiant for me and fight Yahweh's battles. For Saul said, let not mine hand be upon him, but let the hand of the Philistines be upon him. And David said unto Saul, Who am I, and what is my life, or my father's family in Israel, that I should be son-in-law to the king? But it came to pass at the time when Merab, Saul's daughter, should have been given to David, that she was given unto Adriel, the Maholathite to wife. Uh-huh. Okay. So what did he do? I guess he Saul changed his mind. and.
0: and yeah, well, gave. I guess uh, probably it was already arranged that uh, Merab was to be given to Adriel. Maybe Saul just forgot, or maybe he didn't even know. Okay. So mm-hmm. he had another daughter named Michael. Okay.
1: And Michael, Michael son, Saul's daughter, loved David. And they told Saul, and the thing pleased him. And Saul said, I will give him her, that she may be a snare to him. (laughs) Wow. And that the hand of the Philistines may be against him.
0: Here, let me give you my daughter, the wicked witch of the east. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
1: You can have this one. Yeah, yeah, take
0: this one. (laughs) All right.
1: Wherefore, Saul said to David, thou shalt this day be my son-in-law in the one of the twain. And Saul commanded his servants, saying, Commune with David secretly, and say, Behold, the king has delight in thee, and all his servants love thee. Now therefore be the king's son-in-law. And Saul's servants spake these words in the ears of David. And David said, Seem it to you a light thing to be a king's son-in-law, seeing that I am a poor man and lightly esteemed? And the servants of Saul told him, saying, On this manner spake David. And Saul said, Thus shall you say to David, The king desires not any dowry, but a hundred foreskins of the (laughs) Philistines, to be avenged of the king's enemies. But Saul thought to make David fall by the hand of the Philistines. Right, right. And when his servants told David these words, it pleased David well to be be the king's son-in-law, and the days were not expired. Wherefore David arose and went, he and his men, and slew of the Philistines two hundred men. And David brought their foreskins, and gave, and they gave them in full tale to the king, that he might be the king's son-in-law. And Saul gave him Michal, his daughter, to wife. And Saul saw and knew that Yahweh was with David, uh-huh. and that Michal, Saul's daughter, loved him. And Saul was yet the more afraid of David, and Saul became David's enemy continually.
0: How much, how jealous can you possibly be?
1: I know it, wow. <laughs> right. I mean, he's so jealous, he even wants to kill him, he's so That's jealous right.
0: of him. That's right, yeah. And gave him his he, he, wicked witch daughter to boot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> then the princes of the Philistines went forth, and it came to pass, after they went forth, that David behaved himself more wisely than all the servants of Saul so that his name was much set by.
0: Okay, so as time goes by, David is becoming more and more popular with the people, and Saul is getting more and more jealous. Can you believe it?
1: Okay. Yeah. Chapter 19. And Saul spake to Jonathan, his son, and to all his servants, that they should kill David. But Jonathan, Saul's son, delighted much in David. And Jonathan told David, saying, Saul, my father, seeks to kill thee. Now therefore, I pray thee, take heed to thyself until the morning, and abide in a secret place, and hide thyself. And I will go out and stand beside my father in the field where thou art. And I will commune with my father of thee. And what I say, uh, what I see, that I will tell thee. And Jonathan spake good of David unto Saul his father, and said unto him, let not the king sin against his servant, against David, because he has not sinned against thee, and because his works have been to thee, to thee were very good. For he did put his life in his hand, and slew the Philistine, and Yahweh wrought a great salvation for all Israel. Thou sawest it, and didst rejoice. Wherefore then wilt thou sin against innocent blood, to slay David without a cause? And Saul hearkened unto the voice of Jonathan, and Saul sware, as Yahweh lives, he shall not be slain. And Jonathan called David, and David showed him all those things. And Jonathan brought David to Saul, and he was in his presence as in times past. And there was war again, and David went out and fought with the Philistines, and slew them with a great slaughter, and they fled from him. And the evil spirit from Yahweh was upon Saul, as he sat in his house with his javelin in his hand, and David played with his hand. And Saul sought to smite David even to the wall with the javelin, but he slipped away out of Saul's presence, and he smote the javelin into the wall, and David fled and escaped that night. Saul also sent messengers unto David's house to watch him and to slay him in the morning. And Mickle, David's wife, told him, saying, If thou save not thy life tonight, tomorrow thou shalt be slain. So Mickle let David down through a window, and he went and fled and escaped. And Mickle took an image and laid it in the bed, and put a pillow of goat's hair for his bolster, and covered it with a cloth. Huh, bolster? Saul,
0: that's, that's the German word for pillow.
1: Oh, is it? I didn't yeah, know that.
0: it is, yeah. Okay.
1: And when Saul sent messengers to take David, she said, he is sick. <laughs> and Saul sent the messengers again to see David, saying, he's, he's bring sick. him up.
0: He's sick and hairy. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: All right. And Saul sent the messengers again to see David, saying, bring him up to me in the bed, that I may slay him. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay. And when the messengers were come in, behold, there was an image in the bed with a pillow of goat's hair for his bolster. And Saul said unto Michal, Why hast thou deceived me so, and sent away mine enemy, that he has escaped? And Michal answered Saul, He said unto me, Let me go, why should I kill thee? So David fled and escaped, and came to Samuel, to Ramah, and told him all that Saul had done to him. And he and Samuel went and dwelt in Naoth. And it was told Saul, saying, Behold, David is at Naoth in Ramah. And Saul sent messengers to take David. And when they saw the company of the prophets prophesying, and Samuel standing as appointed over them, the Spirit of God was upon the messengers of Saul, and they also prophesied. And when it was told Saul, he sent other messengers, and they prophesied likewise. And Saul sent messengers again the third time, and they prophesied also. Then he then went he also to Ramah, and came to a great well that is in Sucut. And he asked and said, Where are Samuel and David? And one said, Behold, they be at Naoth in Ramah. And he went thither to Naoth in Ramah, and the Spirit of God was upon him also. And he went on and prophesied until he came to Naoth in Ramah. And he stripped off his clothes also, and prophesied before Samuel in like manner, and lay down naked all that day and all that night. Wherefore, they say, is Saul also among the prophets? (laughs) Okay. Chapter 20. And David fled from Naoth and Ramah, and came and said before Jonathan, What have I done? What is mine iniquity? And what is my sin before thy father, that he seeks my life? And he said unto him, God forbid, thou shalt not die. Behold, my father will do nothing either great or small, but that he will show it me. And why should my father hide this thing from me? It is not so. And David swore moreover and said, Thy father certainly knows that I have found grace in thine eyes. And he saith, Let not Jonathan know this, lest he be grieved. But truly, as Yahweh lives and as thy soul lives, there is but a step between me and death. Then Jonathan said unto David, Whatsoever thy soul desires, I will even do it for thee. And David said unto Jonathan, Behold, tomorrow is the new moon, and I should not fail to sit with the king at meat. But let me go, that I may hide myself in the field unto the third day at evening." If thy father at all miss me, then say, David earnestly asked leave of me that he might run to Bethlehem, his city. For there is a yearly sacrifice there for all the family. If he say thus, it is well, thy servant shall have peace. But if he be very wroth, then be sure that evil is determined by him.
0: Okay, uh, sorry to interrupt here, but uh, uh, which verse does it say, new moon? Where is that uh, verse? You just read it. uh, Uh,
1: Verse 5.
0: Verse 5, okay. And let me check that word because, yeah, it's got to be, hold on. Yeah, Kodesh, uh, it means renewal, okay? By implication, a month, okay? That is the proper definition, a month. In fact, that is the actual first definition given uh, after the colon, month, monthly new moon. So this is the assumption because the Masoretic text was tampered with by the uh, Masoretic rabbis. They want to substitute new moon for Kodesh, which simply means month, okay? And uh, renewal is actually what it means. And uh, so this is how the idea of a new moon got uh, inserted into scripture by the Jews. Back to you.
1: Verse 8, Therefore thou shalt deal kindly with thy servant, for thou hast brought thy servant into a covenant of Yahweh with thee. Notwithstanding, if there be in me iniquity, slay me thyself, for why shouldst thou bring me to thy father? And Jonathan said, Far be it from thee, for if I knew certainly that evil were determined by my father to come upon thee, then would I not tell it thee? Then said David to Jonathan, Who shall tell me, or what if thy father answered thee roughly? And Jonathan said unto David, Come and let us go out into the field. And they went out, both of them, into the field. And Jonathan said unto David, O Yahweh God of Israel, When I have sounded my father about tomorrow any time, or the third day, and behold, if there be good toward David, And I then send not unto thee, and show it thee. Yahweh do so, and much more to Jonathan. But if it please my father to do the evil, then I will show it thee, and send thee away, that thou mayest go in peace, and Yahweh be with thee, as he has been with my father. And thou shalt not only while yet I live show me the kindness of Yahweh that I die not, But also, thou shalt not cut off thy kindness from my house forever. No, not when Yahweh has cut off the enemies of David, every one from the face of the earth. So Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David, saying, Let Yahweh even require it at the hand of David's enemies. And Jonathan caused David to swear again, because he loved him, for he loved him as he loved his own soul. Then Jonathan said to David, Tomorrow is the new moon, and thou shalt be missed because thy seat will be empty. And when thou hast stayed three days, then thou shalt go down quickly and come to the place where thou didst hide thyself when the business was in hand, and shall remain by the stone Ezel.
0: Yeah, now it's very interesting that uh, how would David know that there's a new moon tomorrow? Because the Jews say, well, you have to see the, the crescent. You can't tell when the new moon is until you see the crescent, which is the day after, right? So how would they Mm -hmm. know that? They were more than likely practicing a solar calendar, and they knew exactly when the beginning of the next month would be. Back to you.
1: Verse 20, And I will shoot three arrows on this side thereof, as I shot at a mark, as though I shot at a mark. And behold, I will send a lad, saying, Go, find out the arrows. If I expressly say unto the lad, Behold, the arrows are on this side of thee, take them, then come thou, for there is peace to thee and no hurt, as Yahweh lives. But if I say thus unto the young man, Behold, the arrows are beyond thee, go thy way, for Yahweh has sent thee away. And as touching the matter which thou and I have spoken of, behold, Yahweh be between thee and me forever. So David hid himself in the field, and when the new moon was come, The king sat him down to eat meat. And the king sat upon his seat, as at other times, even upon a seat by the wall. And Jonathan arose, and Abner sat by Saul's side, and David's place was empty. Nevertheless, Saul spake not anything that day, for he thought, Something has befallen him. He is not clean. Surely he is not clean. And it came to pass on the morrow, which was the second day of the month, David's place was empty. And Saul said unto Jonathan his son, Wherefore cometh not the son of Jesse to meet, neither yesterday nor today? And Jonathan answered Saul, David earnestly asked leave of me to go to Bethlehem. And he said, Let me go, I pray thee, for our family has a sacrifice in the city. And my brother, he has commanded me to be there. And now, if I have found favor in thine eyes, let me get away. I pray thee and see my brethren. Therefore he comes not unto the king's table. Then Saul's anger was kindled against Jonathan. Then he said unto him, thou son of the perverse rebellious woman. Do not I know that thou hast chosen the son of Jesse to thine own confusion and unto the confusion of thy mother's nakedness. Okay.
0: Now uh, who would, uh, who was Saul's wife at this point? he's uh he's condemning his own uh wife here right because mm-hmm. Jonathan is Saul's son and uh, i forget maybe uh, somebody in the chat room can find out who this person is why would saul be angry with his own wife for for bearing jonathan for bearing michael
1: <laughs>
0: or where merab uh, this is a kind of a confusing statement here by him
1: um, uh, i think he's just so Angry,
0: oh, okay. Like
1: so jealous of David, and he's just, he's angry right. that, that oh, Jonathan's okay. yeah. taking his side, you know.
0: Right. Cur- cursed be the womb that bore you, Jonathan.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right.
0: Gotcha. Okay.
1: Saul is just a...
0: a, a yeah, he's he's a pervert. <laughs>
1: pervert. Absolutely. Per- <laughs> All right. Verse uh, 31. For as long as the son of Jesse lives upon the ground... Thou shalt not be established, nor thy kingdom. Wherefore now send and fetch him unto me, for he shall surely die. And Jonathan answered Saul his father and said unto him, Wherefore shall he be slain? What has he done? And Saul cast a javelin at him to smite him, whereby Jonathan knew that it was determined of his father to slay David. So he tried to kill his own son. Yeah. Saul cast threw a javelin at him as well. So Jonathan arose from the table in fierce anger and did eat no more meat the second day of the month, for he was grieved for David because his father had done him shame. Mm. And it came to pass in the morning that Jonathan went out into the field at the time appointed with David and a little lad with him. And he said unto his lad, run, find out now, find out now the arrows which I shoot. And as the lad ran, he shot an arrow beyond him. And when the lad was come to the place of the arrow which Jonathan had shot, Jonathan cried after the lad and said, Is not the arrow beyond thee? And Jonathan cried after the lad, Make speed, haste, stay not. And Jonathan's lad gathered up the arrows and came to his master. But the lad knew not anything. Only Jonathan and David knew the matter. And Jonathan gave his artillery unto his lad and said unto him, go carry them to the city and as soon as the lad was gone david arose out of a place toward the south and fell on his face to the ground and bowed himself 3 times and they kissed one another and wept one with another until david exceeded and jonathan said to david go in peace for as much as we have sworn both of us in the name of yahweh saying yahweh be between me and thee and between my seed and thy seed forever and he rose and departed, and Jonathan went into the city.
0: Okay, <laughs> yeah. You see, David has tremendous pain. Well, he doesn't want to kill the king. So at, up to this point, David never had any thought of you know retaliating against Saul after all of this uh, you know, evil by Saul against him. All right, chapter 21.
1: And he had opportunities to kill yeah,
0: Saul. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But uh, David understood that Saul was the anointed of Yahweh, so he didn't dare.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Chapter 21. Then came David to Nob to Ahimelech, the priest. And Ahimelech was afraid at the meeting of David (laughs) and said unto him, "Why, Why art thou alone and no man with thee? And David said unto him to Ahimelech, the priest, The king has commanded me a business and has said unto me, Let no man know anything of the business whereabout I send thee, and what I have commanded thee, and I have appointed my servants to such and such a place. Okay, he lied, <laughs> mm-hmm. right?
0: Okay, all those flaky Christians who think that uh, if you're on a, a secret mission, you shouldn't lie, right? <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, that uh, thou shalt not uh, tell a lie is only about honest work, honest, uh, dealings between Israelites, okay? Mm-hmm. When, when you're a spy and fearing, f- fleeing for your life, you, you don't have to tell anybody what your mission is, okay?
1: so Isn't that just common sense?
0: Well, of course Indeed. it is. No, But <laughs> Judeo-Christianity doesn't have any common sense.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay.
1: Verse 3, now therefore what is under thy hand? Give me five loaves of bread in my hand, or what is or, or what there is present. And the priest answered David, and said, "There is no common bread under my hand, but there is hallowed bread, if the young men have kept themselves at least from women." Ooh. Okay.
0: For for and how David, long? <laughs> what's that? For how long did they have to keep themselves from women before they could eat the show bread? Mm-hmm. Okay, do have to be? Are they supposed to be virgins? Okay. The, Who knows? All right. We'd have to do
1: a special study of that. Okay. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Right. And David answered the priest and said unto him, of a truth, women have been kept from us about these three days. Okay. So it's just a short period of time. Okay. All right. Since I came out and the vessels of the young men are holy and the bread is in a manner common. yea though it were sanctified this day in the vessel. So the priest gave him hallowed bread, for there was no bread there but the showbread that was taken from before Yahweh to put hot bread in the day when it was taken away. Now a certain man of the servants of Saul was there that day, detained before Yahweh, and his name was Doeg. Oh, okay, here's Doeg. All right. An Edomite, the chiefest of the herdmen that belonged to Saul. And David said to Ahimelech, And is there not here under thine hand spear or sword? For I have neither brought my sword nor my weapons with me, because the king's business required haste. And the priest said, The sword of Goliath the Philistine, whom thou slewest in the valley of Elah, behold, it is here, wrapped in a cloth behind the ephod. If thou wilt take that, take it, for there is no other save that here. And David said, There is none like that. Give it me. And David arose and fled that day for fear of Saul and went to Achish, the king of Gath. Huh. Okay. And the servants of Achish said unto him, Is not this David the king of the land? Did they not sing one to another of him in dances, saying, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands? And David laid up these words in his heart and was sore afraid of Achish, the king of Gath. And he changed his behavior before them and feigned himself mad in their hands <laughs> and scrabbled oh. on the doors of the gate and let his spit fall down upon his beard. <laughs> well, he's really feigning
0: insanity, right? Yeah, drooling. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Why don't you eat dirt? <laughs>
1: Make it really convincing. Okay. <laughs> then said Achish unto his servants, Lo, ye see the man is mad. Wherefore then have ye brought him to me? Have I need of mad men that ye have brought this fellow to play the madman in my presence? Shall this fellow come into my house? End of chapter twenty-one. Chapter twenty-two. David therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave Adullam. And when his brethren and all his father's house heard it, they went down thither to him. And every one that was in distress, and every one that was in debt, and every one that was discontented, gathered themselves unto him. And he became a captain over them. And there were with him about four hundred men. And David went thence to Mizpah of Moab. And he said unto the king of Moab, Let my father and my mother, I pray thee, Come forth and be with you, till I know what God will do for me. And he brought them before the king of Moab, and they dwelt with him all the while that David was in the hold. And the prophet Gad said unto David, Abide not in the hold, depart, and get thee into the land of Judah. Then David departed and came into the forest of Harath. When Saul heard that David was discovered and that the men were with him, Now Saul abode in Gibeah under a tree in Ramah, having his spear in his hand, and all his servants were standing about him. Then Saul said unto his servants that stood about him, Hear now, ye Benjamites, will the son of Jesse give every one of you fields and vineyards and make you all captains of thousands and captains of hundreds, that all of you have conspired against me, and that there is none that shows me that my son has made a league with the son of Jesse? And there is none of you that is sorry for me or shows unto me that my son has stirred up my servant against me wow. to lie in wait as at this day.
0: He's, he's as jealous as Herod was evil. Oh, yeah. Crazy.
1: Yeah. Wow. Then answered Doeg the Edomite, which was set over the servants of Saul, and said, I saw the son of Jesse coming to Nob, to Ahimelech, the son of Ahitub. And he inquired of Yahweh for him and gave him victuals and gave him the sword of Goliath, the Philistine. Then the king sent to call Ahimelech the priest, the son of Ahitub, and all his father's house, the priests that were in Nob, and they came, all of them, to the king. And Saul said, Here now, thou son of Ahitub. And he answered, Here I am, my lord. And Saul said unto him, Why have you conspired against me? Thou and the son of Jesse, and that thou hast given him bread and a sword and has inquired of God for him, that he should rise against me to lie in wait as at this day. Then Ahimelech answered the king and said, And who is so faithful among all thy servants as David, which is the king's son-in-law, and goes at thy bidding and is honorable in thy house? Yeah. Did I then?
0: What's that psychological condition where you think everybody's against you? Um, paranoia. Paranoia. Yeah, Saul yeah. was paranoid. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: It's amazing how somebody could be this jealous. <laughs> That's I mean, right. Think of the time and energy he's spent yeah. in just trying to kill David yeah. out of jealousy.
0: Yeah, he's probably getting an ulcer. <laughs>
1: Verse 15. Did I then begin to inquire of God for him? Be it far from me, let not the king impute anything unto his servant, nor to all the house of my father. For thy servant knew nothing of all this, less or more. And the king said, Thou shalt surely die, Ahimelech, thou and all thy father's house. Jeez. And the king said unto the footmen that stood about him, Turn and slay the priests of Yahweh, because their hand also is with David and because they knew when he fled and did not show it to me. But the servants of the king would not put forth their hand to fall upon the priests of Yahweh. And the king said to Doeg, Turn thou and fall upon the priests. And Doeg the Edomite turned, and he fell upon the priests and slew on that day fourscore and five persons that did wear a linen ephod. And Nob, the city of the priests, smote he with the edge of the sword, both men and women children and suckling and oxen and asses and sheep with the edge of the sword. And one of the sons of Ahimelech, the son of Ahitha, named Abiathar, escaped and fled after David. And Abiathar showed David that Saul had slain Yahweh's priests. And David said unto Abiathar, I knew it that day, when Doeg the Edomite was there, that he would surely tell Saul, I have occasioned the death of all the persons of thy father's house. Abide thou with me, fear not, for he that seeks my life, seeketh thy life. But with me thou shalt be in safeguard.
0: Okay. Yeah, what a crazy episode this is. But uh, that's history. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. And of course, it, it proves also that the Edomites, uh, the elder would be servant to the younger. Okay. And doeg was an Edomite uh, a servant to saul Mm-hmm.
1: well, we got just a couple minutes left. you want to uh, yeah stop it here or yeah uh, uh,
0: it looks like it's a pretty long chapter so yeah. yeah yeah let's uh let's stop here today, but what a crazy episode that Saul would be such a traitor to his own people that he would have an Edomite slay the priests and and, and everybody. He suspected of being in league with David. So jealous. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's it's an amazing episode. But, you know, I've known people, uh, white people, who are this jealous. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Why do white guys murder their wives because out of jealousy, right? And, uh, and certainly white women have murdered their husbands out of jealousy as well.
1: So oh, well, this is a different, yeah, but this is a kind of different kind of jealousy this is being jealous of someone's success yeah right a fellow fellow israelite success you know he he, um Saul wanted to be top king top dog yeah yeah this is not stand to see somebody you know david getting all the credit and accolades
0: yes this is royal jealousy (laughs)
1: yeah all right
0: okay folks yeah we'll just end it here because uh This is a very interesting episode in the history of Israel. Thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh. Pass the ammunition, everybody. Thank you, Dan, and uh, thank Thank you you. all. Take care. Yahweh bless, everybody. See you next week. See you next week. Bye-bye.